This is Bill Brenner for SearchSecurity.com. You're listening to our Security Wire Weekly podcast for May 30th, 2007. This week, my colleague Mike Mimoso chats with Snort creator and Sourcefire founder Marty Roche. And Apple patches a new QuickTime flaw. that Google has acquired security startup Greenborder Technologies. Greenborder specializes in sandbox technology to defend email and web users from malware. Google has not yet released terms of the deal, which closed in the last couple of weeks, and it also hasn't announced how it will absorb Greenborder into its services, though spokesman Aaron Zamost did say in published reports that the technology could be used across a variety of Google products. According to Eric Maywald, senior analyst at Burton Group, the move makes sense for Google, given the increasing reliance people have on the Internet for their working purposes. Google is looking at its own applications and the fact that more people work through the web, he said, and it's trying to quell people's concerns over the use of its services. But Maywald isn't so sure that this will create the same level of fear in the security market that has been caused by Microsoft's security endeavors. After all, Maywald said, Google is merely the latest in a long list of giants to bake more security into their larger infrastructure. IBM moved in that direction last year with the acquisition of Internet Security Systems, and Cisco Systems has also been more aggressive about its security, he noted. For the second time in a month, Apple Incorporated has been forced to fix a QuickTime flaw attackers could exploit to access sensitive system data and run malicious code on targeted machines. In the latest instance, Apple has patched two flaws in the media player. The first is a design error attackers could exploit using Java code to allow the subclassing of QuickTime objects that call unsafe functions from QTJava.dll. The second problem is a design error in how Java applets are handled. Danish vulnerability clearinghouse Secunia said in an advisory that attackers could exploit the flaws to run malicious code and read browser memory on Windows and Mac OS X machines when the user visits a malicious website using a Java-enabled browser. Secunia said the solution is to install QuickTime version 7.1.6. Earlier this month, Apple had to fix another QuickTime flaw that made big headlines after a security researcher used it to hijack a Mac machine as part of a hacking contest at the CanSec West Conference. We'll be back after this message. Want to know which NAC products can lock down your network endpoints? Or which firewalls can secure the application layer? Visit our brand new Integration of Networking and Security School using a combination of webcasts, technical tips, podcasts, and quizzes, a top-notch roster of renowned information security instructors will help you learn how to secure the application layer, lock down network endpoints, secure remote offices, and much more. Don't wait. Get an in-depth look at the security-related and networking-related processes affecting enterprise network security. 
Visit searchsecurity.com's integration of networking and security school today at searchsecurity.com slash netsec. That's searchsecurity.com slash netsec. My colleague, Mike Mimoso, recently sat down with Snort creator and Sourcefire founder, Barty Roche, for a candid discussion about a range of topics from last year's failed checkpoint acquisition to the company's decision to go public. Roche also discussed his unique relationship with the Snort community and how Sourcefire balances its commercial responsibilities with Roche's unwavering commitment to maintain Snort as an open source product. Can you take it back a little bit to the whole checkpoint thing that I was just in time to reflect on it? I mean, but what, you know, how did it impact the mood? And uh, I mean, there must have been some highs and lows there you guys had to deal with. Um, you know, it was interesting. Um, well, as we were, uh, you know, so we did the deal, we got into the government approval right. process and stuff like that, and then it started getting slow, and it's like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. And um, I'm, I've become, over the uh, over the years that I've been doing Sourcefire, I've become a don't count your chickens kind of guy. Sure. So, uh, you know, $225 million cash deal, you know, no lockups, blah, 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 blah. And it was like, hey. You yeah. had the money spent. Right, yeah, I didn't have the money spent. So I was like, you know, got hung up in Cepheus, and I was like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe it's not going to happen. If it doesn't happen, okay. Um, but, you know, it was kind of... It was interesting. Uh, at Sourcefire, you know, there were people who really, really, really wanted the deal to finish up, get the money, get out, you know, uh, and, and you know, have a successful outcome. And um, at uh, and there were other people in the company who liked the company the way it was, and you know, they were going to make some money, and that was nice and stuff like that. But building, building the sort of thing that we built was really hard to do. Right. And it's almost a shame to sell it. Yeah, right, right. Because, you know, you lose culture and all the other things. It's very easy to lose the culture anyway. Um, so uh, there was a, you know, there's a group of people in the company who are like, tell us to go through. That's not such a bad thing. So, you know, we really like working here. Yeah, we're making money. But, you know, yeah. we'll have a better outcome later on if that doesn't work out. And, and that's the, you know, largest individual shareholder <laughs> at Sourcefire. Yeah, that's the, you know, individual with the most shares, I certainly had a lot to gain. Um, but, you know, when the thing fell apart, I was, uh, I was well, I hadn't spent the money, so I was, I kind of surprised myself with the, the ambivalence that I felt. I was yeah. kind of like, well, that sucks. Sure. Yeah. That's yeah. Those millions of dollars would have been nice. <laughs> I could have thought of some things to do with those. But, um, but you know, we, you know, the day after, we kind of, we sat down, and there was a little bit of it wasn't chaos or anything like that, but there was, um, everybody was kind of like, okay, now what do we do? Yeah. But uh, credit to uh, to our management team, you know, the cool thing about um, the management team that we have at Sourcefire is that, you know, if you, if you look on paper, the people that we have, you know, running sales, running operations, running engineering, you know, guys who've been at this for a long time, guys who've been at several uh, security companies, big and small. Um, so when the deal fell through, everybody's kind of like, huh, that kind of blows, and then everybody just got back to work. Right, right. And, you know, and you've seen the results of that. I mean, you see our S1 filing, uh, possibly, and, you know, you can see our revenue ramp. Uh, so, you know, we kind of, we slowed down a little bit at the beginning of the year, as everybody was kind of picking their sales pipelines back up and stuff like that, and then it's off the races, you know, and, and you see the, you know, our projected, I, I, 
I can't talk about stuff that's not the S1, so but if you've seen our projected Q4 numbers, yes. you, you, you know, um, we wouldn't be going public if, if we if we were doing a, a fair representation of those numbers. So it's uh, um, it's a crazy year for you guys, though. I mean, have no experience, and now going public. I mean, there's all trials and tribulations with action. Well, it's funny walking around the show floor here because everybody's like, "Oh, we want you guys to do so well." It's right. like, uh, okay, I admire your enlightened self-interest, and I appreciate that you're directing at me. However, uh, yeah, it's kind of it, it's fun. You know, I, I've been having a lot of fun with the show. There's a lot of people who are. Uh, that's really nice. Uh, but it, yeah, it is kind of crazy. You know, you turn around and it's like acquisition, okay, no acquisition, technology is too valuable for right. it's national security risk. Okay. <laughs> well, let's go to this IPO thing. Because once once that happened, you know, the, the horizon of companies that, you know, that could acquire us, it's like, well, you know, we have kind of a weird business model, right? We've got the open source thing, and, and a lot of companies who might think about acquiring us maybe don't know how to conceptualize that, evaluate it, and things like that. Uh, and we're so big now that there's a very small number of companies that could buy us if they wanted to. So we said, you know what? We might never get bought because, you know, because we've got, kind of, you know, so, so many exotic things here. Um, let's, you know, let's, let's do what we, uh, what we planned to do originally, which was, you know, we'll run this company independently, uh, um, you know, for the foreseeable future, and we'll build the best company we can, and that's what we did. Can you talk about that relationship you have with your, you know, the well, I mean, in the security industry, right, we're the first IPO since, since Netscape in 2001, right? So uh, the employee self-interest crowd is like, yeah. we want them to have a big IPO because, you know, we'd like to have that option. Right, right. right. Uh, but as far as the, the you know, the smart fans are out there, the user base and stuff like that, people, you know, Okay. We've worked very hard to maintain a good relationship with the open source community, and you know there are some things that maybe they don't like about what we've done over the years with like licensing models around rules and stuff. But we've been uh, okay. very pragmatic about how we approach these problems, and you know, you know setting things up right so that we have the um, you know as good a balance as possible. And I think most people respect that respect that we're trying. Uh, and you know we're continuing to develop smart. We're, we're putting cutting edge features into this technology that you know even our competitors don't have. And uh, so there's a lot you know. So we've been very true to our community, and we've been very true to our users. We build the things we say we're going to build, and you know we don't have a lot of vaporware and, sure. and stuff like that. So um, I think people are rooting for us because you know we're. Uh, um, we're kind of a rare commodity in the security industry. We're a company that does what it says it's going to do it, <laughs> and, and we don't. And we don't. We don't really overblow the hype on our technologies. I mean, I'm very uh, passionate about uh, you know RNA and SMART, obviously, because I think that I think they solve a lot of problems. I think they're good technologies for what they uh, are supposed to do and stuff like that. But you know, we don't say you know come out with outrageous stuff like the silver bullet or right. There's no false positives, no false negatives, or this is you know your full security solution. I mean, yeah, we say look. Just scope the problems that we can address. Here's the technology we have to do it. Here's the roadmap we're going to do. It's about the fresh air. We have, you know, we have a very support organization, so people, you know, our customers uh, you know, tend to tend right. to like us a lot. So that's why we have people rooting for us. Because, you know, we're just, um, you, you know, because we try hard not to be jerks, and I think people notice. <laughs> That'll do it for this week. Latest information security news is always available as it breaks on our news page at searchsecurity.com news. And you can always catch our Security Wire weekly podcasts 
featuring summaries of the latest news and interviews with security professionals at searchsecurity.com slash podcast. Again, that's searchsecurity.com slash podcast. I'm Bill Brenner. As always, thank you for listening.